Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. haven't heard that one for a while and maybe you haven't heard my voice for a while although i was on last week and um and i've already butchered it well done that's why jt took over i yeah. forgot the uh the new zencaster has um got the automatic loops anyway when in here i've been asked to come back on again and just take care of business uh the broncos are back baby so i'm back on the podcast and also i think um uh, there needs to be a little bit of class coming back as well given the ranking situation happening right now how are you going jt I was about to compliment you on having your microphone turned around the right way to start this week, but I'm so glad that someone else has stuffed up the soundboard. I feel glad. Lakey's it's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. It's a hard job, right? We try to be professional. We make jokes about it, but at the end of the day, we're doing this for fun. Clearly, we need a higher producer. Yeah. Any young kids out there want to get out in the media and industry or whatever, come on board and be our producer for the podcast. I think what that's a, a good What are Lakey's seven kids doing, surely? Child, Mate, on, like. they're in their own workshops and don't want to worry about that. What's Wilfred doing? He's always trying to find new things to do. We can get him on board. Pretty good at this. How's Lakey? I want to hear. How are you, champion? Are you dead? I'm up and, I'm up and about. No, I'm on the way back, resurrected, if you will. Um, I was on desk I was knocking on it and asking to be let in at this time last week. But um, back on my feet, back into the team's analysis this afternoon. It's uh, business as usual. Well, I thought you might have been dead when I didn't hear from you uh, for a couple of days, given some of the characters floating around the Caxon at midnight. I'm like, shit, Lake is gone. But um, yeah. good, good to see that you're back, mate. But uh, yeah, did, uh, what... I did jump into a questionable cab to get home. So now I could have ended up anywhere. Who knows? I don't remember getting home. So that's a plus for you, mate. So well done. Uh, all right. So um, yeah, shaking things up a little bit. JT's thrown me under the bus and asked me to host tonight. So I'm back. JT's here, Lakey. The boy's been doing a fantastic job um, this year carrying the podcast. Um, really, really enjoying sitting back and listening to them uh, every Wednesday morning when I take the, the dog for a walk. Normally stewing about one of my stupid super coach uh, trades from the week before. But um, very briefly, let's just touch on how we've gone from the weekend that has um, just passed us by now, JT. Terribly. 920. Move on. Lakey, how'd you go, mate? Not not too much better. I got a ten oh eight, which dropped me another seven hundred spots to about fifteen and a half k. Jesus, boys! Yeah, it's we're not, very much a do do as we say, not as we do type podcast. When and you should have learned that by now. Do you know what I scored, JT? I don't know ten fifty. That's why you're bringing it up. Eleven hundred. Ten sixty nine. Ah, Lel. Uh, well. Season rank three thousand, mate. So um, doing all right, hanging Fine. in there. Yeah, you know, I actually made a. You know, I've usually stuffed every single trade I made up so far this year, but I traded out Brad Schneider earlier in the week because I have Jerome Hughes, and I'm like, well, Schneider's out as well, so he's gone. 
I traded him to Joey Manu and it actually worked out all right because then Brad Schneider came on and didn't do anything and now he's gone anyway. So I'd like to give myself a pat on the back. I didn't score very well, but at least I didn't stuff the trades up. I don't have any left, but... Oh. No. And another... That cheer didn't work. It's the Trod the Yeehaw. How did that go? No, it doesn't work. The soundboard's fucked. Oh, well, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not using the the, uh, the soundboard out anymore. All right. Uh, so we've got a, um, a packed podcast. Um, let's just outline to the listeners what we're going to be talking through tonight. Intro, we've already done that. Move straight along. We're going to go into teams. We've got the... Teams analysis man online here, like so, he's going to guide us through all the ins and outs for the week, and then we're going to jump straight into the talking points of the week. There's there's probably a few there that we're going to cover, um, but you, you want to make sure that you you're going to be hanging around. There's a couple of trade in targets and also trade out targets. Maybe like a what do you do with the Talakai? Do you trading him out or you're holding on to him now that he's been given his dual status? And then we'll look into some other uh, notable trade in targets with a specific focus on round 13. So with that said, and I'm not even going to try the uh, uh, the sample again because it is got gremlins all over it. Lakey, take us to the teams. Mate, thank you. Um, it's a big week. We've obviously got Turbo as the big out. His season is done with a shoulder dislocation. Garrick moves to fullback there. We'll talk a little bit more about what we're going to do with Turbo a little bit later on. Um, Juzzy, your boys, Lolo and Felt, are both out with MCL injuries. Lolo's only missing the one week from what I heard, uh, whereas Felt's had a complete tear, so he's looking at closer to two months. But that brings Hammer onto the wing for them. He's sub 300. Uh, it could be an interesting one for round 13 and beyond. AFB, Straight into JT's side. Straight in. I no. bet. I bet. And no. captain. Hesitant. Very hesitant. Um, Adam Fanua Blake. Uh, no confirmed word yet, but the term Liz Frank has been thrown about, so that could mean the end of his season as well. JT, you mentioned Schneider before. He's out. Fogarty's back for the Raiders. Um, and and his teammate CNK is also out for six weeks, which sort of makes Savage a little bit more interesting if he wasn't com- a complete nufty. Uh, the other big one that it's an out that's going to really hurt people this week, pardon the pun, is Trent Peoples. Uh, he's going to be he's on the bubble. He's going to be a downgrade target, but no longer the case. A couple of big ins. You mentioned Hughes before, Juzzy. He's back with uh, Cheese and Wishart getting pushed back to the bench, so it's a bit of an interesting makeup on the bench there. Georgie Tafua is back for Manly after almost two years out of the game. Uh, Tories Achilles in, in 2020, so uh, it's good to see him back. Love the, um, the GIF, GIF, whatever the kids are calling it these days that you've included in Huge. your analysis, mate. It's, um, mate, it's always a good, good one to hit. go back to. How good was that hit? I had to go find it as soon as I saw his name pop up. His hit on Munster was next level. It made US um, sports centers. It's always uh, good to see Camp Smith back as well. I miss that guy, bringing back a couple <laughs> weeks for origin. Yeah, you got the same hairline. Uh, David Fafita's back on the extended bench, but um, I'd be expecting him to come back in. Same with Cam Murray. He's back on the extended bench, but it, it's said that he's likely to play. Um, so there would be a bit of a shuffle with the um, team list there. Mm. Um, Tane Milne has also been named, but he, he copped a failed HIA last week in the games, only six week, uh, six days sorry, between games for the Bunnies. So there's a very strong chance he misses, and I would see Isaiah Tass, who's on the extended bench, come back into the team for this week. Um, and another in with Satili Tupanua, but he's come back only as far as the bench at this stage with Nat Butcher holding on there. Pronounced Ash, well done. Thank you. It's not my first rodeo, bro. 
No, it's just a good one. Well done. Just giving you some kudos. Kick along the confidence. Don't underperform for the rest of the podcast. You're doing well. Keep going. That was it. That's the big ins and outs as far as Supercoach goes. So, I mean, plenty more happening with the teams, but um doesn't really tick over the Supercoach needles. Well, mate, um, for feeder on the, in the reserves for the Titans, mate, he could be um, sneaking his way back into the into the fold. Did mention him. I did. Did you? I just yes. tuned out, obviously. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mate, Al, we need a new host, Juz. He's back for, what, has it been 10 minutes and he's already muffed it three times? Don't worry about it. I usually do it 10, 100 times. So, Dave Fafita, 6% owned. People are still Comic hanging relief. on. They may they may have deleted teams. But there you go. 6% of owners are absolutely cheering until he comes mm-hmm. and scored his usual 30. What about, yeah. a, what about a fall from grace for Tyrone Peachy? Can't even yeah. uh, crack it into the West Tigers side. New South Wales to um, his New most, South Cup. Most relevance today or in this team list was leaking that Dane Laurie was going to be back early to the media and then he's actually got the cut himself. So he's um, he's really gone from the wayside. Indeed. So are you comfortable there with all the team changes, mate? Do you want to move along to our talking points of the week? I think so. I don't think there's too many other massive ones that are jumping out and that's what I'm Jake sure we'll bring them up. Jake, Jake Granville has made voice back. He's back. <laughs> there you go. So for, we'll go straight into what to do with Tommy Turbo. Jake Granville has fullback eligibility this year. You can go straight Thank down to him. Just... Could I give you guys a little quick pop quiz? Uh, I don't know, closest to wins a beer next time I see <clears throat> How many owners does Jake Granville have? Have a guess. Langy or Wenon, you first. Uh, 250. Lakey? I was going to say seven. Give it a go. You're going to say so. All right. 4,304. Jesus, on purpose? 3%. So JT's got 4,304 oh, burner super coach four. accounts. I have a lot of burners. I have a lot of emails. Yeah. You did, yeah you've done a merry, mate. His, uh, four, his last score was a four. <laughs> a four. Four in 20 minutes. So giddy on up, Jakey G. Love your work, son. 4,000 donors. Well, I think uh, back to a serious point, the Hughes inclusion is quite uh, important, right, um, for the Storm, just starting with that first game. We're not going to go through all of them in detail, but I think given the, the ramifications of that, we saw what um, what Grant did last week shifting mm. into halfback. We, we really need him, um, Hughes, to play, um, not only if you're a Storm player, but uh, but if you're a, an owner of Grant, you, really, you desperately need Hughes to step back in. Yeah, that's right. Bellamy's come out after the game in the in the presser or in his view next day and said, we got that one wrong. We're not going to make that mistake again, basically. So um, he's righted the ship. Even if Hughes isn't a go, I, Grant's not moving from the hooker position. I, I doubt that we see that one again. Just uh, keep moving through the teams now. JT, Brian Toto, oh, he had a bit of a stinker last week, 29 points. He must be... Um... Rubbing your hands together, licking your lips for a potential um, significant decrease in price over the coming weeks. Yeah, I mean, post-Origin, he'll be an absolute gun. He's obviously going to score another 10 against us, uh, the Mighty Cowboys, this week. But Brian Toe, what a, he was an absolute gun last season, so you'd be stupid not to be looking at him. He's like typical Panthers player, though. Like Same with Nathan Cleary. He had a couple of dud games to start on his return and then will absolutely blitz it and lose no value at all. So, I don't know, very much a pod play for now, he but is, wouldn't be pricking him against us. I was going to say, he is playing over on the right-hand side now with Taylor May taking up his left wing from last year. So, I don't know whether that's factored into his lower scores. Um, Critter's playing outstanding football, but I don't know what his passing game is like to, if the ball actually gets out to top on a regular occurrence. 
Yeah, it seems to be a bit of a negative uh, for him, but hopefully that he uh, does find his ways. We all know how good a player he is. Speaking about good players, how about the Broncos? They're back, baby. Um, but it's good to have all winning sides on this podcast, Lakey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, let's go. Hey, bunker, Lakey. Jesus. Did you? I don't yeah. know if you heard Darren Lockyer come out on whatever Channel 9 show they have, but he was like, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. 50-50 went our way. See you later. Typical oh, Broncos media yes, sycophant. That's it, mate. I've I've tried very hard not to be one of those guys, but yeah, it could very easily fall upon that excuse this week. I think. And then for the Warriors, just going to your boys now. They've got some pretty big team news this week as well with um, Lodge and immediate release as well. So he's gone. Mm-hmm. They'll be looking to uh, do something in the front row. They've got uh, BMM and also Tavanga starting there this week. So um, you wouldn't think that that. Um, holds form. Um, no. That's a pretty light front row forward pack. So we'll see what happens there. But you guys um, would have to be favourites at Redcliffe this week. I don't know. We could be favourites against any team at the moment. Um, I don't. Know. I think we were the the long shots against the Dogs in Magic Round, even. So that's just the sort of form that the Knights are playing in. Um, but yeah, going back to the Warriors pack, I'm expecting Torhu to to switch into the middle. Mm. Um, and then, you know, a bit of a shuffle there, Murchie over at the edge and um, a Jazz to play lock would be the way I'd see it rolling out. But again, Nathan Brown's a weird and wonderful thinker. Did you guys watch Tohu Harris last week? 70 minutes? Not Yeah, big game same for him. Um, yeah. It wasn't a massive score, but he did get through a fair chunk of game time, which was great to see. Um so he's on the bubble this week. He's got a what one thirty break even? One hundred seven. Yeah, one hundred seven break even. So yeah. um, he's projected to to lose a shitload of cash, um, a bit under fifty k. So um, we'll see. I mean, that's that's super coach gold projected score at forty three, which is probably really wrong. So um, you're looking probably closer to about twenty five k reduction, and then he's going to be um, what sitting below six hundred k for next week if people want to pick him up, which I'm sure that. Um, that he'll be on our radar, um, the three of us. I think we're fans. Although I did say um, last week, JT, that I'm not going to again, going to pick him again because every time I do, the ball gets injured. Mm. Yeah, you steer yep. clear. I will steer clear. Actually, I should steer clear because I've ruined players left, right, and center. So Lakey, you can own him. You can be the All one. Right. Who has one? <laughs> All right. Um, keep on moving along. I don't think there's much else from a team's perspective that we we need to talk about. Oh, one, we'll just touch on that. The Sharks, Will Kennedy's back. I think that's huge for them because um, that just makes sure that um, you've got Nico staying in the halves. We saw what he did in the second half last week. Um, huge difference. That's almost 80 points and a half. Um, mm. So, um, yeah, let's hope they do well against the, the, the Roosters this week. It's um, You're probably not captaining him, but you'll feel pretty comfortable with um, slotting him into your fullback or halfback position this week. How's that last-minute sin been? What a clown. Oh, that was brutal. <laughs> Especially as a captain, that was brutal. But hey, you got to feel bad for Lachlan Miller, don't you? He's waited 27 years to debut in the NRL. Is he 27? He runs, he runs, what, 230 plus meters in the game, and they're just like, cool, Kennedy's back. See you later, mate. Say hello to Olympi- the Olympian, mate. Is it right? Dolphins, mate. Dolphins. They need someone. Indeed, they do. They need a lot at the moment. They're not signing too many players. Well, should we move along um, to the talking points of the week um, and jump straight into there? And JT, I'm going to throw this straight to you, mate. Um, as an avid Bulldogs fan, no, just kidding. Um, do they have any more? I don't know if they do. Uh, Karaz or has as a few of the boys on the podcast or the 
the website of like to to don him at the moment, the Shiraz. Um, is he someone that you're looking to bring into your side this week? After the Indian cricket team of last year, I don't think we'd be labelling anyone Shiraz. That gets you into strife. I would steer well clear of that. But no, Jacob Karaz, minus 83 and plays round 13. It, it is the dogs, but geez, I mean, surely. Basement price. Exactly. The centre wing, I mean, there's a lot of options. We talk about all those second row centre wings that a lot of us have got. Uh, Aitken, um, now Talakai, uh, who else got Tago. So a lot of players that you can shift around if your centre wing's pretty stacked. So I don't know. Mm. It's a... Um, Pretty simple-looking trade to make, at least for a couple of cash grabs, because he played well last week, and that's the big thing. Look, I think you have named a few players there that it is a simple um, trade to make a downgrade to. But, Lakey, what about you? If you've got the likes of uh, Atas, you've also got a cooler. Cooler's obviously playing um, round 13, but some people are, are considering trading him out. They're looking to trade Burbo out. Um, I mean, what's your point um, that you think, yep, I'm going to make the trade if you're not even going to make, say, 60K? Is it worth the trade? Would you be looking to trade one of those guys onto, um, onto Karaz this week? Yeah, potentially, because I think you've got, to, you've got to factor in the future price rises for Karaz as well. So not only are you making 60K on the down, it's not a great in you know immediate cash generation there, but you know he's looking like, He's going to shoot up 150k, 200k in quick um, succession, and then you can trade him on to a round 17 guy. The thing I really like about Karaz is he loves. He will put his hand up. He comes in looking for work, and he's not afraid to take a, a big, difficult run, which is pretty much every run that the dogs have at the, the moment. So he's he's willing to get his hands dirty, and he's definitely playing some good footy. He's not going to lose his spot. Uh, before next week so I'd, I'd look at making that move if you had to but as i said earlier um there's a good chance tas plays this week he's got a negative 20 something break even of his own so maybe look elsewhere as juzzy said you got an underperforming second rower like a tuolangi or something like that up there Brody jones maybe floating around still you, you can flick an aitken or a um isaac targo up there and, and grab karaz for one of those bigger boys yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one with, with Tass as well, right? So I think you, you raised his break-even, negative 27. Um, so he's still got a lot of money to earn. But, um, you know, how many more price rises does he have? Or are you just going to be having that cash just sitting on your bench? Yeah, so, that's um, it. And he's only making money if he gets back in the side, which is only going to happen if, you know, for injury, as I mentioned with Tane Milne. So it's not a sure thing by any stretch of the imagination, but there's pretty good mail that it's going to happen this week. And JT, what's um what's Karaz's job security like? Well, I mean, I've heard Wilfred talking about him, who's an absolute guru, and I think just based on the way that he played last week, it looks to be that he's settled himself in. I've no idea about the the Bulldogs' depth; like they could be throwing anyone in there. Obviously, Braden Burns out pretty long term, I'm I'm mm, sure. But okay. yep, I don't know for now. Uh, he's standing on the wing, he scored a try, seven offloads in a few games. He's one of the few dogs that actually looks good. I was just going to ask Lakey or even yourself, Wenon. Uh, I'll throw it to you. Burbo owners, uh, looking at his current prognosis, looks like he'll miss round 13. A lot of people have brought him in hoping for that, I guess, buy coverage, but also the price rises. But a quick fire trade to Karaz and then bringing Burbo back in in a few weeks' time when I think he's due, is that something you'd be doing? No. I wouldn't yeah. be doing it on the fact that I've used 22 trades before a trade or 23 trades before a trade this week. Um and yeah, I, I think you're going to run out of trades really quickly if you're doing that kind of stuff. So um, if it's a task down to um, to 
Peraz, that's fine, but I wouldn't be doing a Burbo to him with a view of trading Burbo back in. All right, um, so you're not trading Burbo back in. I mean, no. personally, I don't see the value. I think he had a good game one week. Outside of that, he's a bench risk. Well, he's yeah. dual position, which is hugely valuable. Mm. Well, we got uh, I, I think it, you can probably move on for Burbo. He's kind of elevated himself to the point now where he could feature on the bench for the, the Eagles going forward, and he could become an, an AE issue. Uh, for any you know loopholes or whatever like you want to play that way but he's he's the the whole appeal of him was that he played round 13 he was going to make some cash and play round 13 and he's already lost one of those um so i think i would be moving him on without worrying about it too much the whole whole appeal with him now i think he's got a negative break even of 50 and with his brother out of the side he should probably um be a lot easier for him to come back into that um um, that manly side potentially as well, so um, might not be that AE emergency or the auto emergency nightmare that he was going to be um, if he was playing one minute off the bench. But um, fair points. Um, speaking of Turbo, he's um, unfortunately gone for the season. It's shocking news. The guy just can't stay on the park. Um, be really interesting to see what happens when his contract comes up and whether some club, manly or someone else, is willing to um, um, to offer him the cash that he deserves given his injury record. You kind of hope that he can just, um, you know, we saw it with Teddy, just couldn't quite keep it on the field and then finally did and just hasn't really looked back. Um, JT, I'll throw to you, mate. With with Turbo, what are you looking to do if you're an owner in terms of what are the top trading targets that you're looking at? It's a difficult one this week, eh? Because obviously there's uh, origin caliber players who play like Tedesco. Um, Pappenhausen over the next few weeks, and he's dropped so much cash. He's seven fifty. So initially, when I heard the news, I'm a non-owner, but I thought you know people may go immediately to Pappenhausen when he's back. But there's a almost I think two hundred k difference between the two at the moment, so it's not a very easy flip. So I don't know. I, I feel like if you've got him and you've got enough coverage at fullback, if you've got a Tedesco there sitting there already, or a Hines, whoever there might be, a out and out gun. I'd just be holding off until the trade falls into your lap. I just don't think it's there for this week. I mean, Joey Manu is a great round 13 coverage, but he's available at centre wing. So I don't know. No one screams must trade Turbo out this week if you can find out trades elsewhere for mine. Lakey, what are your thoughts? Uh, very similar. Uh, the, the one guy that um, really stands out to me is Ruben Garrick, who's now got that position locked down himself and his goal kicking in that side. Loses a little bit of the appeal that he would if Turbo was playing with him, but um, he was always going to be uh, a, you know, one of your top centre wings regardless. So he's got he's just picked up fullback um, eligibility this week in the dual position updates as well. So you can just grab him there and then and shuffle him around. When a fullback option presents itself, you know, the best guys at the moment are all either injured, i.e. Ryan Pappenhausen, or about to play in the Origin series with, you know, Tedesco's and that. So it's just, it's, it's not really worthwhile going to another gun fullback at the moment. There's not too many options. I um, I traded Turbo to Reese Walsh last week. I took a bit of a punt there, given playing round 13, um, what is priced uh, at about 470-odd K, um, which I think is really good value. Break even this week of 37. Doesn't really appear to have the upside that some of the other fullbacks do have, but um, very rarely this season he's hit under 50. So you're looking at a pretty low or high floor, um, I should say, um, and a low ceiling. 
Um, so if you look for this week, they're playing your boys, the Knights. We know how well they're playing. They're playing against a, a turbo-less uh, manly side in round 13. And then it gets a little bit harder for Reese Walsh against the Sharks and uh, Penrith as well. So he's a little bit of a flyer. I'm kind of hoping they um, that he can get um, some dry tracks, um, given that he's based in Brisbane at the moment. Um, but, yeah, so he was one I took a little bit of a flyer on, given the, the low price. What are your thoughts on that one, JT? I don't mind it, actually, because I was just trying to have a look at when the Warriors are going back over the Dutch. And surely the emotion that rides off the back of that and a guy like Reese Walsh, all that contract fewer around him about whether he wants to play in New Zealand at all. I mean, I think you've got him at a pretty good price, and especially around Origin, because you know, who from the Warriors is actually going to play in that game? I mean, Walsh was there last year, but doubtfully gets back this year. But I don't know. I, I kind of like that sneaky little play. Um, he's a similar guy, well, different in that he plays around the team, but someone like Will Kennedy sprung to mind when we were talking about potential plays during that origin period. Yep. I don't know. I think you've got on him at the right time. Not going to go anywhere this week. So um, if you're desperate for a fullback for round 13, it could be a pretty smart ploy. Um, maybe Dylan Edwards in that same boat, but a bit more expensive. So I don't know. I don't mind it. And I think he's got a lot of room to grow. Yeah, I think the issue with Walsh is he's, a, he's not a keeper, so you've got to trade him out. That'd be the same as a Will Kennedy. I brought Will Kennedy in as a bit of a buy one last year. But just... Um, yeah, I don't think I'm really making too many other um, um, trade-ins for 13 just to cover. Um, there's one other we'll talk about when we move to our notable trade-in targets, but um, I'll probably uh, bring in another guy next week and look to hold him for the rest of the season. So I think you just need a bit of a balance there. You, you kind of you want to be bringing in a keeper um, and then you want to be um, really having a close look at the next buy round because that's probably where... Um, there are some of the the better players that um, you're going to want to hold for the rest of the year. Lakey, anything from your end to to cover off on who you'd be looking or considering trading um, Turbo to? No, I think we've covered most of it. Just on Reese Walsh, I am a big fan, and he was someone I raised just a, a week or, or not last week, obviously, but a, a couple of weeks ago as someone that you could target for round 13. My only concern now is what he's going to do without the the big boppers laying the platform for him. But, you know, yep. there's always big bodies um, coming from the Warriors. So I, it may not be a huge issue, but AFB and Lodge are definite losses for them in that regard. Indeed. And with that said, um, let's just take a quick break uh, and then we'll be back and we're going to finish off with our uh, the finalisation of the talking points and then we'll end up with our captains of the week. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, so undoubtedly one of the biggest talking points of the week is what to do with Telekai. The guy's absolutely stunk it up in our size for the past three weeks. Really hasn't done anything for about three and a half weeks. He scored... Um, what 140, 150 points and a half, and then since then it's been 40s, um, which I guess you're taking um, for a, a centre wing, given he's been given that dual position now. But surely there's got to be some attacking stats coming up, JT. Yeah, I will get into that, but before I do, I got some uh, dad jokes, mate. No, <laughs> I did races with you last year. Calm down, calm down, lady. They're great. Uh, sorry, last week, but I had a uh, a fan submission actually, a Matt Mobster who you might see around on the site. He's got a dog called Minton, keeps eating his shuttlecock. Bad Minton. <laughs> he, he wrote it. I didn't. But one you guys might appreciate. I met my wife on Tinder the other night. That was awkward. <laughs> anyway, Talakai. So, JT, so uh, uh, Lakey, what are your thoughts on Talakai? Yeah, my Jesus. You see what I have to go through every week. Um, Talakai is a hold, I think. You're not going to get too many better options in the center wing. I can completely understand people wanting to trade him out considering the form drop and didn't finish last week with a a foot issue, has been named, but is a watch for coming into this week. So if anybody's going to punt him, I'm not going to talk you out of it. But for me, I'm holding. Yeah, I I think that's that's absolutely the point. I mean, all you have to do is just look ahead um, for straight after the bye. They've got the Warriors, Titans and the Bulldogs. Um, so surely there's some points there. Covers um, the the round 17 bye against the depleted Storm. Uh, and then it's got a very easy game against the Cowboys straight after that. So um, yee-haw, Talakai. Can I just say, yeah. Talakai, if you don't have trades, I'd say hold, like you guys. But if you do, so in Cobbo this week. Quick trade in. He's Thought? going to play Origin, mate. Please. Have you seen Murray Talangi? I don't think he will. I think he'll be a 19th man or something. But he's one of those guys, I mean, you might as well go now if you're going to ever do it because he's playing fullback this week. Well, actually, uh, this might be a late mail question, but I heard he missed training today. He did miss training today. He did, but it was for a a personal matter. So he he should be back later in the week. Titans this week, and he is playing. There you go. So I don't know, negative 19 break even. I think he's a pretty good uh, value play if you're going to trade talent. He's 600K. I don't know how much value you're going to get out of him, though. Oh, you're not getting any value. You're buying him. He's probably is almost close to his peak. But, um, yeah, he's looked – he's really coming into his skin of late. He's playing so well. He's um, – I mean, him him and Oates are just um, – they're looking formidable on the wings. I think that, to be honest, I think that Oates will probably beat him out to an origin spot um, this year. But, um, yeah, he just looks amazing. Um, and I can see the Broncos leaning on him more um, as the season progresses. So maybe you're buying him at a good price right now. I think you are. That's oh, he's cheaper than Talakai, and Talakai's going one way, Cobbo's going the other. I mean, if you've yeah, got the traits to do true. it, hundred percent jump and on. The, I think what's really going in um, Cobbo's favour is the defensive efforts of uh, Tony Staggs. It's taking a lot of pressure off Cobbo and allowing him just to play his natural game, which is you know attacking at every opportunity. And he's he's looked fantastic the last two weeks in particular, doing just that. 
Well, I'm going to hold Talakai. I don't think that the Sharks have looked anywhere near as dangerous without Will Kennedy in the side. He's back this week. I think that uh, fixes them up a little bit in attack. Um, and I'll be holding them. That, that dual position flexibility is very important now. JT, any other notable trade targets for you this week? I mean, I had Joey Manu for last week. I thought um, he's been performing very, very well, considering his history at centre wing's not so great. It's usually when he goes to fullback, he becomes an option. But I think just getting himself involved in that Roosters attack, which has been somewhat ordinary, but you'd imagine they'll fire in the back end of the year. So I see him as a keeper at centre wing and uh, play at fullback over the round 13 bye week. Not an urgent trade-in by any means. He's got, a, I think, 65 break-even. So... I don't know, a guy I'd be either bringing in this week if you can or next week. Other than that, no one else I had my eye. No one else. No one else at all. For someone in your position in the rankings, you've got to be... I have zero be... trades left. I have 19 left. I have one hell. trade this week. So there you go. I've burned them all and they're all been terrible. That's where and I'm that, even, So this is all about you, but what about the punters, mate? You got any other advice? Uh, don't gamble. Gamble responsibly <laughs> and keep the wallet at bay. Um, oh, no, I don't know. Petter Hiku, anytime try score against Penrith, the old side. Jesus. Uh, you guys laugh, but I've still got that bloke, and he scored a 70 last week. He's gaining value, break even a five, plays around 13, 7% owned. Uh, ticking all the boxes, you would have jettisoned him a while ago, but me, I ran out of trades, and I don't, I've just kept him around. Three-round average is 69. I mean, is, if that's not a, a sure sign to bring him in, don't know what is. Like there you go. No. Targets. Targets for me, the only one I'm looking at is Ruben Garrick, um, but he can wait all week. He's got a 97 break even and playing against the Storm on Thursday night in the first game, they're playing without Turbo. So that's a wait and watch for me. But um, I'm similar to JT. It's not that I'm running out of trades, but I just don't want to waste any trades on getting round 13 guys because I don't think there's too many keepers um, to really worry about. Over the next couple of weeks. Actually, I found a random one for you guys. Hudson Young, 523K. He scored a ton last week with a try. Uh, Three-round average of 70, one off. How unlucky. But a guy like, I don't know, random round 13 player for just looking at bodies for that week. I think he'll do. He's got a floor of around 50, not much higher than that when he's not scoring. But, I don't know, gets you in on that Raiders side. We were on the up, so it could be worse. I want no part of that Raiders pack the way that Ricky's rotating everybody in and out of it. I'm not going anywhere near it. Hudson Young's a mainstay. He's been 80 minutes the last Yeah. Did you see his pass? How good was his pass to... um, Starling, uh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, and Starling put over um, uh, or whatever. But yeah, Jesus Christ, it was a cracking pass. It was. Well, boys, there's a couple of the names that I'm going to raise because you effectively added zero value to, to this part of the, the show. But um, I'm bringing in Nat Butcher this week. I think he's a good trading target. Um, second row, um, play big minutes this week. Should play pretty big minutes this week as well. I know that um, there is a bit of depth now on the bench, but I can still see him playing and filling that role that, that Radley had and his price at 400K. Um, so I'll be, I'll be moving him into my side. I think he's probably got about 150K potentially to grow before round 17 or around about then. Um, he might be trade out or hold for just a little bit. So he'll come into my side for, for Randall. So that's a pretty easy trade for me, shifting Cotter up um, to the hooking position. I brought in Ryan Madison last week, and I think that he's still an excellent trade-in target, um, albeit that you potentially missed the boat now um, before the, the buyer. So someone to look at at round 14. Um, the same with Ice. Um, 
those are the two of the, the Eels guys that do look very, very appealing. Yet on with you with Ruben Garrick. So I'll be looking to trade Stags to him next week. But um, Stags is going one direction this week and Garrick's going the other. So hold off a week on that uh, and and make that that switch. Just on that, um, JT, what's your thoughts now with Turbo out? Can you see Garrick really stepping up? He has performed well um, without um, Turbo in the past from that fullback position. Are you are you um, you know pretty pretty positive on that? I think he could be a season-long keeper. He's got an average of around, I think, 75 in the three or so games. He's played without Turbo this year. So, I mean, Manly were okay in those games as well. They were on a bit of a rise even without Turbo. But beyond that, I think he's such a big part of their team. Uh, So does he kick that many goals without him? Do Manly just fold in a heap? There's a lot of question marks about him. But I don't know. For round 13, safe player, just don't maybe see him as a keeper yet. Lakey's desperate to say something. He's got his hand in the air. No, no, so I pressed that before when, when I was talking about Nat Butcher, but um, all good. We've yeah, tell him on. how rubbish that trade is. Oh, it's, I don't know if it's rubbish per se, but I just want to know, do you, does anyone have any uh, – Have do we know when Radley's due back? Because as soon eight as he's back – He's gone for eight weeks. Okay, yeah, that makes so it a little I, bit. I, I think that if you're at least having until round 17, and then it should be a relatively easy trade from him to a, a season-long second-row slash front row keeper at that stage because he's he's got um, cash to earn over the period if he's playing big minutes um, either at lock or on the edge. Yep. Uh, surely Garrick is a keeper at six hundred and fifty k. You're not bringing him in at that price if you don't think like you've got to you've got to hold him right um, for the for the year. Yeah, hundred percent. So it's one of those center wing upgrades, so to speak. So if you're going to grab him, he's in your sight to stay. Player to um, that isn't um, someone they'll be bringing now for Origin. Well, because he's going to be playing Origin, but Daly Cherry Evans um, goes up a gear without Turbo. It's proven that his average is like seventy to eighty without Turbo on the side. So, um, absolutely a player to monitor for the run home. He'll be one of the the guys that I'll be I'll be potentially looking to turn say Reese Walsh into DCE and just sitting in there and watching him just churn out hundreds in the, the final few games of the season. JT, you're nodding. That's 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 good. Yeah, I don't see any issue with that. If, if Garrick wasn't there either, he'd be even more of a play with goal kicking and all that kind of thing. But uh, 117 break even this week. So as you said, a play for later in the in the year. But halfback's a bit of an interesting one. If you've got Cleary there, uh, I don't, Lel. Uh, but if you've got you know, Cleary Hines. and DCE, well, Hines, you can play him at fullback if you need. Given Do you own Hines? Back. I do, finally. He hasn't gone very well since I brought him in, but that's another... Can we just, speaking point. of dad jokes, can we just run through your side? Lol. <laughs> I'm not a dad, so it wouldn't Brilliant. work. Um, no, they're, I'm getting all the good players in. They're just, they're not You're just ruining them. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, you get him after they've been good. Yeah, well, well who said I'm never uh, too late to the party, but there you go. All right, so that's uh, that's that's been funny. We'll, we'll move along to, um, this is the topic that I'd, just um, didn't raise with you guys, but I'm going to just raise it now because I'm keen to get your views. Um, a position that I'm finding very tough for round 13 is prop. Really struggling with it. I've got King that I desperately want to trade out of my side. Not the the Bulldogs one, but the the Storm one. It doesn't cover Josh that guy. And um, I just don't know who to trade him for. I've got Pangai there. There's a couple of other guys that I'm potentially looking at, but it just seems like um, a bit of a no man's land for round 13. What What's your advice there, guys? Is, it, is that... You're willing just to, to cop the, the L for round 13 with, with King and save that trade to round 14 where you could potentially look him on, move him on to a, 
uh, Papali uh, quite easily? Um, or do you, you think something like a Pangai or something is worth a, a bit of a crack of it to try and get some points for round 13? I might um, hand over to you, Lakey. Yeah, personally, I've got Max King who does play and I've got Tom Alolo who's who's hopefully back next week. So I'm covered there. But it is, you're right, it's an absolute wasteland in the prop position. Um, you know, the, the top guys there that won't be playing Origin, uh, you know, Pangai if he doesn't get picked, um, Takiaho is about, but they're not guys you want in your team long term. So there's no point just grabbing them for this week in my opinion. Um, I think you just punt it. If you're going to have more than 17 this that, that week anyway, you're very lucky and you can maybe take an AE to get that 17th player in. But just just punt. Don't waste a trade to, to fill it in with someone you're not going to be happy with for you've more actually, than one week. You've raised a play there that I've certainly been looking at as a potential target for a trade this week, and that is TKO. Um a guy that has been going massively under the radar this year, only 1% of teams. Um, well, his, his season average is 55, but if you look at the last few weeks, he's he's had 69, 62, 62. Yep, but he's been um, starting um, because of the injuries to the other guys. So if your Nat Butcher is um, starting lock and you know Tupanua comes back onto an edge, mm-hmm. that will likely push tight. Takiaho to the bench, um, and you'll go back into that prop rotation behind Lindsay Collins and JWH. But in saying that, mate, um, round nine, 36 minutes, round 10, 69 minutes, round 11, 57 minutes. So, um, you know, that that to me says that there's still potential growth there for him to, to score reasonably well. Um, question as to whether he's a keeper, but um, I mean, how bad's that front row position been this year? JT, oh, I mean, the bar's, the bar's quite low when you've got, um, obviously, you've got Ice, uh, Puppley is um, far away, but then you've got um, Payne Haas at 68 average this year. So, um, JT, I mean, the bar's pretty low, right? If you look at uh, the top six, uh, five-round average scoring front row forwards over the last few weeks, excluding Michael Mollo, uh, you've got Isaiah Puppley, obviously, number one. He'll play round 17. Joe offerhen Galway. He's number three somehow. I think he scored a try, set one up over the last few weeks. He's scored an 88 last week. He'll play 17. David Clemmer, Lakey's boy, has scored mm-hmm. four Huge. 70s in a row. Uh, and then you've got Tavita Pangai. Uh, well, he'll play 13. But, yeah, an enigma off the bench. Played a lot better last week, but relatively well-priced. It's a weird, weird rotation. Out of all of those, everyone's got IPAP. But Dave Clemmer. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at 13. There's outside of Pangai, maybe. I'm not seeing a lot of value, but Clemmer's probably a guy based on current form that you could carry through to the rest of the year. Lakey, biased man. Yeah. He's definitely someone I'm looking at, but it's probably going to be post. Um, Doesn't play the buy round. Or, yeah. No, yeah, that's but he it. plays so, 17. That's what I mean. That's right. So you plays, grab him, so grab him in round 14, and you, I'd happily roll him out if he's punching out 70s, which he's doing every week now regardless of result he did it in the wet at magic round in a win and he did it last week when we got towed up by the broncos so regardless of what's going on he's getting through a ton of work and putting points on the board um definitely someone i've got my eye on for the run home well, that's the beauty with ice right dual position so you get the flexibility there of shipping shifting you into your um second row and you could have um somebody like a clemmer um sitting there um i mean i do like the um you're right, JT, a massive enigma. You don't know what you're going to get, and that's why I'm waiting until next weekend. But 
um, you know, Pangai just has that upside that not many other front row forwards do. Um, and, you know, you take 30 one week, you could get 90 the next week. What he, he played 30 to 40 minutes this week and scored 80, 70 points. Um, so, um, yeah, he's a guy that I'm, I'm kind of um, thinking about taking the punt on um, next week. But, um, yeah, we, we, we know there's a potential suspension going to crack on or, or whatever. So uh, probably not a, a, um, um, a smart decision to bring him in a week before the buyers. Um, anything else there from notable trade-in targets or should we uh, move along to our captains of the week? Let's move along. Let's start with you, Lakey. What are you looking to do this week? Oh, I've it's a big call because I've just got it wrong every week so far. So I'm really up in the air. What I do think I'm going to go with um, a Cleary VC on, um, uh, sorry, Munster VC on the Thursday night against the Eagles because I think just they're going to be up for this one. Two losses on the trot. Bellamy's going to have them just pumped or basically walking home. So I think Munster's going to be in for a big one there. Uh, who the captaincy lands on, who knows, but hopefully I don't have to use it. JT? I, don't, I think the like, VC is a little bit overrated at this stage because I don't know how many players we've all got that are you know, missing games, DNPs and all that. I think Tam Lolo, he's playing the second game. Most people have him. Brody Jones I've got. I think you guys play mid-ish weeks. So I could use him, but a lot of people would struggle to actually find uh, someone they can use that on. So I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of leaning away. I'm almost looking at guys I could captain in the early games. But I think for me, IPAP at lock, an interesting play in the last game of the round, daytime game against the Raiders. I think that'll be a pretty good matchup uh, in the cold. So hopefully he plays big minutes. But a guy like IPAP, I'm keeping the captaincy on. And just, I don't know, Jerome Hughes in the first game for me, if he does actually play, fingers crossed. Cleary, straight up captain. Your boys are due for a very down game and the Premier Panthers are going to be fired up here. I can see Cleary just going bang, bang, bang. 150 points, game over. Wouldn't want to be getting into our Broncos-Cowboys matchup in Townsville, which I am going to on a nine-game winning streak. So I think we do need to lose one. More than happy for it to be this week. I won't be that, what, what, what date is that Broncos-Cowboys game? 2 July. Oh, yeah. you're, going, you're going up to that one with Gil, aren't you? I am. So we were meant to go for the t- uh, Titans one a few weeks ago, but he got COVID, so wiped that out. So we flogged those guys, so he's lucky. But, yeah, I think accommodation is a billion dollars. So the town's a buzz. I cannot wait to get up there. Can't wait. Giddy up, Ex- yeehaw. Yeehaw. Well, that's that's the choice, Cleary. Anything else to add before we close out uh, on the podcast? No. Dad jokes. Come on, Lakey. <laughs> no, mate, no. I don't want to actually Mate, steal you've your got thunder. 700 kids. You live in Ipswich. You should have them ready to go. No, no, no. Say my kids are too highbrow for that sort of junk. Yeah. Anyway, that's where it ends right there, JT. Can't take you anywhere. Can't put you anywhere. I can't believe we can actually have you on this podcast. But anyway, um, it's been fun. Thanks for having me back. It's been, it's nice to get back in the chair. Thanks for ruining mm-hmm. this downboard for everyone. <laughs> it's nice that it wasn't JT this week. So yeah, it was good. Uh, that's all right all right thank you guys really really appreciate that uh for those that are still listening there's heaps coming up on the website this week you've obviously had jt's article this week lakey uh today you've got uh all the um the other boys are rolling out tomorrow and thursday 
Um, Lakey Mail again for one more week, and then we welcome back Stolzy from the land of Maple next week um, to get us back on track for all the late mail. But uh, thank you very much for for downloading and streaming and everything. Uh, really appreciate it. And next week you'll have Lakey Shoot and JT back. Up. Cheers. Ride. See you later. Shoot him up. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.